It's champagne and Easter eggs all around for everyone here, all apart from Cameron, that is. My name is Jarvie, and I'm joined this week by Paddy, Simon and Hammy. Together we are the Broken Hearts Club Band. Well, boys, never have I been happier after a 2-0 defeat. <laughs> how, how are we all doing? <laughs> been a crazy 48 hours isn't it we have made a strong a strong handbrake turn in preparation for this podcast (laughs) (laughs) oh i what a what a bank holiday weekend this has turned out to be jesus (laughs) christ um we are recording on on the monday night after it all happened um and now robbie nielsen has been sacked fair play to to the board i think you've got to say first of all for having the, the balls to, to jump in and make this decision now, realistically, before it's too late, because they've obviously agreed with what we've been saying and what we've been concerned about for weeks, that the boat isn't going to turn around. Right? Some there was no did. chance. There was no chance we were making third with Robin Nielsen still being um, in charge. And people saying, oh, it's quite late in the season, blah, blah, blah. So? We should have done it earlier. Yeah. So not making a decision early then just makes it a double mistake by not making it at all. Yeah, exactly. Paddy, how early could this decision have been made? Um, before they, they hired on. <laughs> I exactly. said at the time it was a car crash waiting to happen, and it was. It as, was. It, as badly as it, I thought it was going to do. He was rubbish yep. last time, and he was rubbish this time. Mm-hmm. I've said my piece now. <laughs> I do think it's a good point about the board making a decision. They've obviously seen it and thought, and I agree, there's more chance of us getting third with him, not as a manager. But this is a huge decision to make. This really is a critical moment for Hearts in terms of how we move forward. And we'll only know whether it was a gamble worth taking or not come June. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's um, it's quite a lot of pressure to, to put in the hands of Stephen Naismith, who's effectively picking up his first job in, in senior men's football management here. Um, the younger than us now. Stephen Smith is not younger than us. <laughs> no, he is not. But <laughs> it says with a, a wry smile. <clears throat> that would be depressing. Um, so, yeah, it's a lot of pressure. Um, just sticking with, with uh, Nielsen Sacken, first of all, what, why do you think... Even going back to his first tenure, why do you think it's just never clicked with with Nielsen? Something happened. See his first season with us in the championship. Uh, we were great. Like we were really good. We had a we had a good way of playing. We had some really good players. Um, we even we managed to sell a player for a million quid, which is pretty much unheard of um, mm. nowadays. Um, and then it just fucking went sideways. The second season, once he got us into third, um, the following season, we we just started playing that boring sort of defensive football that has come to... That's what you think of Stephen... A- uh, not Stephen A. Smith, shit. Uh, Robin Nielsen nowadays is passing around the back, you know, mm-hmm. not really playing to our strengths, but try, just that trying not to get beat way yeah. of football. Doesn't seem to be able to man manage a lot of players. There's always seems to be issues with players. It's always something by law as well. I think pretty much every season there's there is a player who's just been completely ostracised by them, Um, and it's weird because Levine done the same thing. And I I do, I I didn't want to mention it, but I think you know there is a lot of that comes down to Nielsen as well. You know, having Levine as a director of football when he was there at the time. I wonder if it's had a bit of a bad effect on him because it does seem to have very similar traits for some some things. Mm-hmm. What? He's an arrogant prick and he doesn't take accountability. <laughs> yeah, well, oh, I was going to say, Simon, that's that's been the biggest thing for me. Like I've, I've very publicly never <laughs> never liked Nielsen. Never felt any connection to to Nielsen as the Hearts manager, and I think. Big, big chunk of that is down to his, his press conferences, especially post-match, where there is zero accountability. 
<clears throat> if you listen to his last three or four post-match interviews, it is literally the same thing, time after time. And some of it doesn't even make sense because he keeps saying, he's got this phrase in his head that you need to keep looking at each other in the mirror, which isn't a thing. Because <laughs> you look at yourself in the mirror, you don't look at each other in the mirror. Why would you be doing that? Just look at each other. Autism. <laughs> no direct, direct eye contact, like something yeah. you would do with a vampire. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's just he's just always done my tits in, and it's a shame you don't like to see anyone lose their job. But I'm fucking delighted to see it back on. Absolutely ec- ecstatic. On a personal level, you know. Good luck to you and all that, but on a professional level, fucking happy to see the back. I'm like really uh, happy, yeah. and it's it's probably telling every club he's left. The fans have been happy to see him leave. Ah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Fucking left us for MK Dons as well. I should tell you everything about him. <laughs> Wang. Yeah. Anyway, he's blind. He's just boring as well. You would want to play for him. He's so mm-hmm. boring. The yeah. tinkering. The I tinkering don't know him personally. This will come to a shock to a lot of people. I don't know him personally. <laughs> <laughs> You've been drinking with him, technically. <laughs> so I have actually, yeah, that's true. Yeah, you know better than all of us. Right? <laughs> to be fair though, he sounded pretty fun on that trip. He did. <laughs> so it was great. I, it's the funnest I've ever seen Nielsen, to be honest. They couldn't have won. <laughs> that adds to the frustrate frustrating in a way as well. So why not let some of your character come out when you're speaking to the press and that? You know what I mean? Like that's so give some connection to the fans instead of just the same face, you know, just the same lines of week after week. Gives seems, us nothing. Yeah, it seems really obvious as well. Like everyone knew he was just talking absolute shit and doing that sort of media trained answers that mean nothing. Yeah. And when it was really important that the fans were kind of told about what was going wrong behind the scenes. Exactly. Uh, and and he clearly lost the dressing room as well. And, and I get the argument that you can't be like. Oh, didn't he tell the press everyone? You didn't want everyone knowing your business. Oh, because keeping everyone secret was doing so well. It's all fucking <laughs> one in five games. Yeah. Exactly. Aye. It's um aye, the the second changing of manager since we started this podcast, since Stendhal was um was sacked. Um well, and the, the GoFundMe for the justice for Stendhal is still up if you want to brokenhearts.com I wouldn't visit that it's a lot of work um, work domain uh, but yeah Nielsen's coming and now, now he's out there you go um, but we'll come on to speak about who we'd like to see come in and I've got a big list of the the bookies odds here we'll run through but first just f- focusing on the short term vision then so it's just been confirmed in the last couple of hours that Stephen A. Smith will be the interim manager until the end of the season with the very experienced Frankie McAvoy as his assistant. And Gordon Forrest is continuing on as a coach. What are you expecting a Stephen A. Smith football team to look like over this period? Loads of under okay. 21 players. Um, are you actually, Paddy? That, was, Bobby, that was a genuine question. Bobby McClucky up front. <laughs> I, I I think we'll see a full bench at least. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do think it's Finley Pollock's about. Yeah, it's not <laughs> fucking who knows, eh? I know I've lost track of who went out alone and things. I think you might you might see them players feature possibly. Um, mm. I don't think they are much worse or any worse than the fucking current midfield at the moment. So, um. Mm. You may you might actually blood a little bit of use, especially last sort of after the split if things are wrapped up when we've got third and all that. <laughs> I doubt it's yeah. I doubt we're gonna create a gap for that big. Oh, I am optimistic now. <laughs> Don't you worry. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I think I'm hoping we see some actual attacking football. Right, well, that's that's what I was gonna say. In my head, a Stephen A. Smith football team is very attacking. And I would, I would really, I'd be shocked not to see some of the the B team players on the bench, like McClucky. In all seriousness, Finlay Pollock, Mackenzie Kirk scored four goals at the weekend against some mints, but still, you know, <laughs> in Northern Ireland international setups, he's scoring goals for fun. You know, why not get a player like that on the bench and see if you can bleed them in? 
Yeah, especially at the end of games and things. Mm-hmm. When we're like oh. four or five nil up against Hibs, especially. Really? <laughs> In terms, um, here's one for you. I heard there was, there was a rumour that the only reason Harry Stone never started against St Mirren was because he's nursing off an injury just now. Now, if there's anyone to give Harry Stone a debut uh, against Hibs at Easter Road, it's going to be Stephen Naismith, who knows him very well. We might what? see Harry Stone making his debut here. Is, is that how little they think of Ross Stewart? There was a lot of Harry Stone's family at the game. We know that because they were sitting around us constantly going, telling everyone, oh my God, my nephew, my son, my so-and-so is on the bench. (laughs) And the only one I could figure it out to be be, was Harry Stone. Yeah. Wow. Oh, well, that would be interesting. Yeah, no, you (laughs) might be right, Jav. If if there was to be anyone, you you know, you've got the B-team coach and what McAvoy's the... Academy director, so mm-hmm. <laughs> like, n- surely no. <laughs> well, this is how this is how careers start. Oh, I know, but it's also how they're ended. Hearts do like just throwing youngsters into the worst situation possible. Eh? <laughs> Let's see how you get on with starting at Celtic Park. Don't Speaking be of youngsters, actually, not even like Harry Stone and that, but that Garan Cook might actually get a game now as well. And yeah, not why? at centre mid Rangers. Why? Because <laughs> we have nothing else going forward. <laughs> Surely. Yeah, but you but... can't replace nothing with nothing. <laughs> hey, mm. we played, what was it, George Grant out on the left. Like, come on now. Barry Mackay would have been better than that. I didn't think, I mean, overall, the squad was a 2 out of 10. <laughs> Again, <so laughs> but he was, he was the best, eh? But George Grant was like a, maybe a 2.5 out of 10. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm absolutely buzzing to see Harry Stone now. You've got me right right off this game. Right, this is how, this is it. Fourth choice keeper going into <laughs> the biggest Edinburgh Derby league fixture for a good few years. <laughs> On you go, son. Um, this is how careers are made. Imagine he comes in and secures a spot till the end of the season. And then you're going in the summer, we're on the podcast saying, Who do you start, Harry Stone or Craig Gordon? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's been hype around Harry Stone for about five years, I feel like. Mm-hmm. So if he's going to get a shot, hopefully it will be soon. But I'm not sure about this weekend. <laughs> you never know. Let's see. I don't know what I don't know what his lingering injury is or what have you, but hopefully. Hopefully, if that's under the bus, I could see Naismith having the balls to do it. Um, two, mo- two more things with Naismith. I think this could really help Robert Snodgrass because when Naismith was in his final year at Hearts, played in a very similar role, that kind of floating 10 um, position. And I think Naismith will, will look to give Snodgrass as much support as he possibly can in terms of building a midfield around him. Um Excited to see what happens there, albeit with a week going into the derby. Not going to expect miracles, but I think he'll do what he can to help him. Snodgrass won't play. Oh, Snodgrass is suspended for this weekend. eh? Well, for Ross County at home. (laughs) (laughs) Still, there's every game is huge until the end of the season anyway. But you know what I mean? With Naismith's experience, I think he'll look to support Snoddy in there. Um. In terms of of what we what we know of Stephen Naismith as a, a player and a character, can't see him taking any shit from the squad either. You know, he was a proper captain for Hearts and for his career as a senior player. I could he see at an him. extremely high level, so yeah, yeah. a bit more in the bank instantly. Exactly. I think um yeah, I, I'm really hoping, and that Frankie McAvoy is a very experienced old boy as well. I think between the two of them, they're going to come in and, and shake up the squad and and really hammer home how important it is that we we go into every game here expecting to win until the end of the season and get third place. Excited for it, and I've not been excited under Nielsen very much at all. <laughs> Already peaking. <laughs> Moving on to probably my favourite notes I've ever taken. <laughs> Speculation around managerial replacements in this summer. Um, first of all, for Stephen Naismith to get this job permanently, 
how good a job would he have to do between now and the end of the season? Win every game. <laughs> you think as much as that, including Celtic and Rangers, every game? I don't know. I think he can get to a point where he puts himself in contention for it, but I don't know. I never like taking a caretaker and making them permanent. Really, does it feel like it works out? No, it never works out. Yeah. So we've got Hibs and then we've got Ross County at home. What have we got post-split Hammy? We're looking at three home games. I think it's just Aberdeen and Hibs at home. Is that what it's looking like? So say one one win against Ross County. <laughs> <laughs> say he wins our three home games and wins at Easter Road. Um and then see if you can pick up a point. I think if he, even without that point against the old firm, I think that puts him in contention. I think that would be a very, very strong start. But if yeah. I was the club, I wouldn't be making him any promises yet. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, it's a good opportunity for him. But there you go. You know, what I mean, if they'll, because they'll probably have to give him. Well, maybe not. I was going to say they give him a target if he asks. You know, like go and do that, and then we'll talk. You know, just want to finish third. Don't care how we get there. They don't yeah. care who's in charge next season yet. <laughs> Let's just finish third. Um, well, failing that, uh, and we go on to Indeed.com, not sponsored, unfortunately, and look <laughs> for a new manager. Um, it certainly seems that the general Twitter timeline is after the, the Boda Glint manager, Kajetal Knutson. I'm confused as to why you would be even considering coming to Hearts. Well, that's my thought on it, yeah. <laughs> Paddy, you're a foreign correspondent. What chance have we got of attracting him to Hearts? Uh, I've never heard of him. I've heard of Bodo Glimp, but... He's on off him. He, his side ran rings with Celtic at Celtic Park. Was he the one um, that beat Roma twice as well against Jose Mourinho Roma? One in Rome, 6-1. Yeah, I would take him then. <laughs> he had that team flying. Um, but he's been linked with he was linked with Celtic before Postacoglu came in and he's been linked more recently I was like Google Google News losing his name and like his name's coming up for like Leicester vacancies and stuff you know he's that highly regarded so I really can't see it no if we do it would be he's got the Leicester job anyway it's fine <laughs> be five on it 66 to 1 <laughs> um, but yeah Stephen Robinson is oh, currently the no, biggest favourite. No, no. <laughs> and interestingly, Stephen Robinson was favourite last time as well before Stendhal came in. Um, that's when his Motherwell side were flying at the time before they were me. So, I, I just I want a wee bit of outside the box. I like the Blodo Glimp sort of calls better than Stephen Robinson. To be honest with you, yeah. just recycling managers in the Scottish Premier League doesn't excite me. Exactly. It's very Scottish football. It's only five to one. Very short odds, but the bookies are just going by the obvious just now. You know what I mean? There's there's no there's no truth to who we're actually looking at. No. Um, who makes the final decision? Who actually sacked Nielsen? Us. Yeah, so, well, uh, <laughs> the power is within the hands of the people. Have you uh, not listened uh, to all the all the media? It was the fans that pushed them out. The club didn't want to do anything. It was all just pressure <laughs> for the fans. Hearts podcasting community. Aye. Cloak and dagger. I heard one one I didn't know who it was, but they were like, Oh, it's just a small pressure group from Hearts. I was like, listen, the whole stadium was chanting, get to fuck Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> I won't lie. It was a wee bit erect. <laughs> Um, Stephen Aismith is second favourite second favourite again that's um, the bookies are going to chuck that in there third favourite and I'm fucking telling you Neil McFarlane oh Jesus I thought you were going to say Neil Lennon (laughs) (laughs) his name's actually not come up in the list but that is 100% going to be a conversation the club has to have I would have got him into the end of the season like that would have been fucking hilarious he can't manage anywhere would like if he was to manage somewhere until between now and the end of the season, he would have to pay like a ridiculous tax or something. I heard. Oh, all right, two jobs. Aye, um, uh, what was it? Who was Has he like Dundee United before? And the only reason he he was like I can't, is because he would have been taxed like an absolute butte. 
I don't know if there's ever been a case of like a group of fans before a game's even kicked off in a manager's first game of them attacking the manager before, but I think Neil Lennon <laughs> would probably... He would break the mould, Paddy. He would. <laughs> it's, it's one of them, eh? It would, be, it would be chaos and it would be blockbuster stuff. But you, you know he would do a good job. Eh? You know Lennon would come in and do a fucking good job. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I'm never going to speak of that again. I'll translate that no comment for you. How many want some in? Then <laughs> yeah. by Neil McFarlane's got the touch of the Graham Potter's about him. <laughs> According to who? He looks a bit like him. <laughs> <laughs> um, Danny Conway, who's a, a former Portsmouth manager, don't know anything about him. Um, no. He's he's up there at ten to one. Uh, Paul Lambert is twelve to one. Jesus. I'll I'll genuinely I won't have a season ticket next season if Paul Lambert <laughs> comes to hearts one hundred percent. There's a wee bit of the Steve Clark about that though, eh? Paul Lambert. Well, have a look at how many seconds he's had in a row. <laughs> Fucking hopeless. He's like me in employment when I was eighteen. Um, <laughs> Gary Monk. He was he came up before Stendhal before as well. Really unsure about him. He was like previously highly highly regarded. He's been out of work since like 2010 or something now. No, it's not um, been 13 years that he's been out of work. For. <laughs> yeah, sorry, 2020. Wow, lost my lost the whole decade there. <laughs> um, he's but he's been doing coaching badges and other qualifications. Uh, he's only 12 to one. Um, 14 to one. Here we fucking go. Craig Levine. Fuck that. <laughs> uh, John Robertson. Won't happen. He's 16 to 1. Um, Billy Reid can fuck off. Also at 16 to 1. <laughs> A couple of more exciting names. Um, former Bresca manager David Posa, Posanzini. It's 16 to 1. I'm always reluctant to get in. Um, managers who maybe don't have a full understanding of the SPFL, not because of their ability, um, in fact, maybe because of their ability, but because they'll expect a bit too much and try and implement some complicated ideas, and the players will just have not a fucking clue what they're talking about. I don't know, Simon. In a way, I'm the opposite. That's what I want. I want someone to come in with no pre prejudgment on never going to be able to catch the top two and sitting at a certain level want a a fresh take to the Scottish game otherwise you're just going to get the same old shit you're going to get Stephen Robinson if that's the reason and last time we did that we beat Hibs and Rangers twice I mean we got relegated but it was a good laugh (laughs) it was was the most beautiful uh, winter (laughs) um a kind of cheap version of Knutson might be Marty Su- Christ knows <laughs> Sufentes, uh, who's in Sweden with Harambe. He's been doing done a, a brilliant job there. He's kind of took Harambe, kind of what you'd want. Hearts yeah, be it's Hammerby. I don't mean Hammerby. to cut across you, but I'm pretty sure Harambe <laughs> was that gorilla. Hammerby. <laughs> Well, I've got to say, don't watch much Swedish football, and I've just wrote it down wrong. <laughs> he's, uh, he's done done a really good job with the big gorillas in Sweden. Um, <laughs> he's basically done what you told Parts would do and go and kind of challenge the, the bigger sides there. Uh, Spanish boy, earning his craft abroad as well, so you're kind of going, well, if you're, if you're in Sweden, you probably come to Scotland. Uh, Kevin Muscat. That's an interesting one to me. Aye. That one. Yeah, J League winner, very much the same mould as uh, Ange Postacoglu, also Australian, yeah. obviously, and knows the Scottish game. Yeah, that could be a good fit. You've got to think he could be interviewed for the vacancy in all seriousness. Yeah, and also tries to implement a good style of football as well. So I'm yeah. pretty sure he was Ange's assistant when he was in Japan. So he's right, okay. from that club. Mm hmm. So that would, that's that of all the names you've said so far, that'd be the one I would be most interested in. Mm-hmm. 16 to 1 might be worth a week 10 or Paddy. No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> it's Craig Levine, <laughs> we all know it. <laughs> um, 
Paddy, Nathan Jones recently sat no. from <laughs> <laughs> I saw a tweet put out today and it was somebody saying, I don't want Nathan Jones anywhere near our club. He's just an angry little man and I couldn't agree more with it. <laughs> Interesting. He done wonders at Luton, but fuck Luton. <laughs> uh, some more names to, to run through Graham Arnold is an interesting one uh, the Australia manager he was on sacked in the morning recently talking to Craig Levine and says he, he watches loads of Scottish football for obvious reasons um, and he's been over here watching Scottish football as well if he's 56 or something now so you've got to think if he wants to get a job in European club football I mean I'm sure Hearts would be more than welcome to to interview him and imagine that Posse Coglu coming up against Graham Arnold in the Scottish print probably good for a TV deal in Australia if anything <laughs> well fuck that Abdul we'll show one game <laughs> the old time <laughs> yeah that's a good show if he's interested again that's a name you'd uh, you'd be hoping the board interview Um, the Poland manager that left just recently Che, Che's Law, <laughs> Mitch Nowski, um, was in a in an article. Got pulled into the last sixteen. He's a he's managed like Liga Warsaw and other kind of big clubs in Poland and in Eastern Europe. Uh, he's a bit of an older boy. We'll see. We'll see. Um, blast through some other names and, and just speak up if you see anything you like. Uh, Mike Tulberg. Yes, I like it, but I don't think it would work, but I like it. Dortmund under-19s manager. Also already got it, One more times at Easter Road. <laughs> <laughs> one more times at Easter Road than Robbie Nielsen. Um, I reckon he could be. He could end up having an interview. Aye, I think I'm sure he was in the press not that long ago. I think before the, the actual when they played Hibs and he was talking about Hearts quite fondly and things. Um... I don't know if uh, me personally, I, I'm more edging towards something a bit more experienced. I think I've still got PTSD for Cathro, you see. So, yeah, I know but, what you mean. I mean, you know, I, I don't know too much about how well he's done at Dortmund under 19s, but from what the brief bit I've read, he seems to be quite highly rated. Yeah, yeah, that's what I've heard as well. Brews a good beer as well. So, <laughs> <laughs> didn't he see much, uh, Tolberg? Bottles are that anymore? Do nah, you? you don't. Going out of fashion. <laughs> um, Chris Wilder, famously no. a, a jamble. I'm not interested. <laughs> why? Why not? <laughs> I, I'm. I'm honestly not interested. I mean, he is a jamble. That's a good thing. But let him keep his season ticket and stay in the stands. I'm. I'm he's been sacked his last two jobs. I'm fine. Done a smashing job with Sheffield United. He also plays a back five, and that just annoys me. That, that just gives me PTSD of Nielsen, to be honest. <laughs> Fair does. Um, Scott Parker, an interesting one. Recently sacked by Club Bruges, but he'll be keen to get back into management and get his name back in the back in the green from the red. Some sexy cardigans on the sideline. <laughs> uh, it feel, feels a bit gorgy, doesn't it, Scott Parker? <laughs> Steven Gerrard? No, I'd honestly oh, wouldn't take him. I'd have him centre mid. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's it. You're only here if you're a player manager. He's <laughs> <laughs> nothing without Beal, clearly. Um, Derek McInnes? No. <sighs> David Martindale? <laughs> honestly not. Fylander, no. Stephen Robinson? Yeah. In my head. I'd love it to be David Martindale, but my heart's like, he can't do it. No. <laughs> but a number of different reasons is if we get to Europe, he's banned from most of the countries that we would be going to. So. I know. <clears throat> That's a fair point. Um, well, whoever it is, in a way, I hope that they, they're they able to, to like fully put their stamp on things. And I know we've got Joel Savage, who looks after the signings with a lot of consultation with the manager, but I hope we just allow... Josh and Ellie's contract to end. Humphrey's loan deal expires. You don't renew Robert Snodgrass's contract, to be honest. Um, I know that might sound harsh, but just get rid of them and let's just bring a new manager in 
and just let them build their own squad. What do you it makes it, yeah, it makes it interesting. Who's going to make the decisions on those players? Because surely Nielsen would have had a say, and there are players running out of time with the club. So, <clears throat> do the do the board just make that decision, not knowing who's going to be the manager and what they would want? Oh, well, I think so. Yeah. So I mean, we've got a good bit of time here. There's what seven games left. You've got till the end of well, the middle of May. We might have a new manager appointed come the end of the season. You know, to take over. So maybe there'll be conversations with whoever it will be by then. I think you need to. I know without wanting to be a bit off, and I know it's still a while away, but like I've said last week, we were woefully underprepared for the start of this season. So I would yeah. like to think we could get somebody in who, you know, what our preseason will probably start July, start of July. Yeah. So uh, it's it's really not before. that far. Yeah, if we, that's if we finish third. If we finish below that and get one of the qualifiers, it might start in fucking June. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I do think that we need to be getting interviews done pronto. And I know you need to sort of give the, Naismith a wee bit of leeway to see how he does. But at the same time, you know, as, as they'll have their transfer targets. They'll have they'll probably want to see whose contracts are expiring at the end of May and things. So Yeah, that's an easy way around that. You interview Naismith and then you say, right, we're also interviewing other people. You're not the only candidate. He's surely yeah. not going to think yeah. he's the only candidate as well. Like, he no. can't think that. No, I don't think they'll interview anyone until at least after the Ross County game. Yeah, no, I would think May. You would. You have to start really making moves and start. And by the end of May, I would hope we would have somebody in. Mm-hmm. Surely, surely. That's still what? That's seven weeks. Yeah, we've got, to, we've got to be moving forward. We've got to get this. We've and we've got to get this right as well. Oh, it's massive. It is absolutely massive that the board get this next appointment right. Mm-hmm. Daniel Stendel, interestingly, not in the bookies list. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> shocking, man. Surprising that. Mm. Sitting at home. Well, an interesting fact for you, by the way, Neil McFarlane. He was actually one of the coaches under Robbie Nielsen at MK Dons, which definitely put, throws shade at his name. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was an interesting wee tip. But, um, but I, that's all the manager managerial names that I wanted to tell you. So have you got any other ones you want to throw out? Have I missed anything? Anyone, should say? Graham uh, Potter. Graham <laughs> Potter, I don't know if I'd want him. Mixu Patlinum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> What's Lee Johnson doing? Oh Christ's sake. He might be freezing. <laughs> Good times, <laughs> man. <laughs> um right, moving on then to the game that led to Robin Nielsen's demise. St. Mirren 2 0 to run through this one. Simon, there was a, a few changes going into it. Tell us about that. Uh, another four at the back, this time experimenting with James Hill in there. Don't know why Sibic isn't getting a chance, really. He's probably been our best centre-back all season, but as soon as we go to four at the back, put him on the bench. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then in front of that, this is who was playing, but I couldn't tell you what the fuck they were actually doing. Devlin, <laughs> Halliday, Forrest, Snodgrass, Grant and Shanklin. Couldn't tell you. I'd love to see the heat maps because I have not a clue where any of them were actually playing. Mm-hmm. Which is like part of the problem for Nielsen as well. Like it's just it's getting it got worse. They're tinkering and they're fucking playing players wherever they want. And there's you know I know there's been rumours about cliques and groups of players speaking out against them. And is it any fucking wonder? Like genuinely, these players are getting put out there and they've no idea what they're doing. No. Yeah. Um. We were absolutely abject. We probably were maybe the better team in the first half but really even then it was a very dire first half and against a team like St Mirren at home we should be pushing on and doing a lot better we almost scored I think it was Andy Halliday hit the sort of corner of the bar yeah and that's the only chance I really remember us having yeah yeah a lot of the ball doing nothing with it just passing it about 
I don't have the stats in front of me, but I'd love to see how many times Hill passed to Raul, Rolls, passed back to Stewart, passed back to <laughs> Hill, who would just boot it up the park, and that was it. Oh my God, the amount of times we just passed it back and back and back to do nothing. Mm. Absolutely fucking nothing all game. Um, and then we conceded, what, five minutes after half time? Uh, worst possible start. And that was what fifty minutes in, and I kept saying to Cameron for then on, when are we gonna go? And then they scored again. Oh no, yeah, they scored again like straight after that. And then I was like, fancy it now? No. And then we got a red card, and I thought, do you want to go now? And he didn't want to leave. And now I realise it's because it was those final fleeting moments with Robbie Nielsen at the helmet helmet tanker. Never gonna get these moments again, and he wanted to just stay till the very end and clap them off. <laughs> that's why in normal circumstances people would have been flooding out of the stadium and I knew when it was the 85th minute and I thought people are only walking out in front here they're all waiting to boo <laughs> <laughs> I was right I'll never forget that moment as soon as they started walking out his dugout towards the referees I'm thinking he's going to clap the crowd after he shakes the referees hands and everyone's going to boo and it, it happened and I was booing and I was also chanting Nielsen get to fuck earlier in the game um, and it was it was a glorious moment and it was all fully deserved <laughs> and I hope that riles up Michael Stewart and Gary McKay <laughs> and a couple other people on Twitter as well who have been annoying as fuck after he got sacked get it up yes I know get a fucking what get up and go have you got If even after that game against St Midden you're thinking I just think Two more games. Just give them two more games like fucking hell. Aye, I don't think we've played well. And I say played well very loosely since we beat Hibs 3-0. Um, on Easter Road. January. No, the one after that. Because I think we played well at the one on the second. But then it was the one in the Scottish Cup. Yeah. Which was after that. Where we didn't yeah, yeah. play really well. But we've absolutely walked them 3-0. And you thought, oh, what a great job taking our chances. But then after that, it was like... Oh, we are shite and we are scraping results. This isn't yeah. going to change. Mm-hmm. I genuinely think that Robbie Nielsen must be the only manager to beat Aberdeen 5 0. And you go, How have we done that? I have we said on the <laughs> we podcast. We were awful like, in that game, other than I we just took, took five chances. Like, that was it. <laughs> Weird. Um, does anyone know? I'm not sure, but I, but I don't think we've won away from home since maybe October time. Or was it December? December the 26th or the 24th that I came away. Um, that was the last league. time we, yeah, in the league we, we won away. So just little signs. And I, I find it weird being on the inside because it seems really obvious why Hearts have got rid of them. But from the outside, there seems to be dead confusion and people seem to say it's oh, it's a harsh decision and he deserves a chance. But I think Robbie Nielsen's achievements as a manager at Hearts have completely overhyped. I think that season where he won the championship against Rangers and Hibs were phenomenal. But since then, he's done nothing that's really made me go, wow, that was great. I totally agree with you and everything you've said. And people going, oh, it's harsh. He's, he got us third and he got us to a Scottish Cup final. This is slightly different levels, but Roberto Di Matteo won a Champions League and was sacked about two games later. That's harsh. Bobby <laughs> yeah, Nielsen yeah. finishing third and getting to a Scottish Cup final and then being sacked a year later because we've been shit for the last year is not a harsh decision. <laughs> Let's remember, we were fucking awful in that final as well. So, yeah, yeah, terrible. No, that's it. I mean, the, the biggest thing for, for me with Nielsen is we've been so shite in the big games. He's never won a game at Easter Road in his career at Hearts over these two spells. And that includes, we're not giving him that win last time. Because he wasn't in the dugout, Lee McCullough <laughs> has a win at Easter Road. Right? <laughs> he's been he shite in the Scottish Cup finals. He's been shite at Easter Road, and like we've got away with it a few times there, mainly draws. Um, shite in Glasgow, whether that's Hamden, Celtic Park, or Ibrox, or like Paisley. super shite, or, or, or Paisley. Paisley. <laughs> he's he's a total bottle job, and to be honest as well. And it might be harsh, but we were embarrassing in Europe. More so at, at home, it was just the players were, like we said, said about last week, like noticeably confused on the pitch of how they should be set up. Yeah. And... Riga, Riga showed us that you can get results as well. Um, yeah. and we maybe didn't analyse it as much as we could because we were just 
away in the moment. But Riga got two points against both those teams. They got two draws. Yeah. They didn't get. We got absolutely walloped every time we played them. Exactly. Yeah. The most annoying one for me though was the uh, Zurich one because we could have mm-hmm. easily beaten them. Yeah. We fucking shot the bed in both yeah. games. The Zurich home game was a disaster. And we would have been in the the Europa League then and made a lot more money. Right, but an extra a good few million. He knew he had the buffer of going into the Conference League, so we did that, and then we got put into a Europa League group anyway. So I did see uh, somebody who was like, oh, Robin Nielsen, I wouldn't have had the, the Florence trip without Robin Nielsen. And I mean, that's quite right, but the worst thing about the Florence trip was the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and he got third when every other team was having like a record bad season. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And we fumbled our way into third. Like, we have been bad since March 2022. That's when this started. Mm -hmm. We might have had a couple of games where we've looked all right. Other than that, we have been shite. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's an overstatement. This started over a year ago. Yeah. Nobody survived. No other manager would survive like that. Not in this day and age. And he did. So this isn't harsh. This has been coming for fucking ages. I do think that that wee purple patch we had over December and January mm-hmm. just lengthened it. Because we, we were nine games unbeaten. We won, I think, six of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, but like before that, I think it was five losses out of ten games. And then after mm-hmm. it, the, the ten games after that, seven losses. Uh, that That's real. 20 games and you're, you're losing... Quick maths, twelve of them is terrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we did have a good bounce after the World Cup break. That January yeah. was quality, but again, you've got to look. That was a a once in a decade bad patch for Aberdeen and Hibs. You know, to, to spread them both so badly. You know, we will never see that again for 10, 20 years to come out against those two sides with such massive wins. Um, and we're very lucky it's always just been because everyone else has been that shite genuinely that's what's kept him in the job because in normal circumstances we'd be sitting in in fifth place or something like that just now 45 points it right, shows how, how comfortably we won third last season and they were saying that we've got more points at, like just before this run of losses we had more points than we mm. did this time last season so right, going back three right. or four games or something yeah Crazy. But yeah, two shots on target, one in each half against St. Mirren. We had 65% possession. And that, to me, is just the it's the definition. Like, What was it like when Robbie Nielsen was your manager? He looked like he'd done a good job. Got his promoted twice. Finished third in every full season he had. And you could just take a screenshot of that. 65% possession, 16 total shots, two on target, and we got beat 2-0. <laughs> but for a period, Cameron's by ourselves were over under three and a half shots. <laughs> like home games, I'm like, surely we're going to get more than three shots. Yeah. But like you were saying there, this is the other thing, and like what Hammy and Simon said, is the first time we got promoted from the championship, we were good and we did play against good teams. The second time we got promoted from the championship, we played awful football and we're playing part time teams. So the bare yeah. minimum probably should have been getting promoted from the championship. <clears throat> should have gone after Broda. That was the first. That was the right. first. Like, oh, here we go. Let's just get him in now. Early though. Okay. And then we got beat off Aloha. That was the second phase off Nielsen out. Then this has been the, the third and final. Who knocked that... us out the League Cup this year? Was it? Oh, come on. Okay, cool. So really hard teams. <laughs> yeah. right. that was the start one. of that Javi phase one was me not wanting him in in the first place <laughs> <laughs> it was <clears throat> but there's no point doing a deep dive into the game because everyone was shite but I'd just like to say that Andy Halliday was super shite <laughs> <laughs> everyone gets a fresh a f- fresh slate now yeah, yeah. exactly oh, oh, I agree yeah absolutely um, yeah, even if um, Kyle starts and does well against Easter Road, inside I'll be raging because it'll please a bunch of Aussies and Newcastle fans. But I'll still be happy. <laughs> Just want to see us get third by any means necessary now. Um, that was the, the St. Mirren game. Um, 
Hammy, Jambles kickback. I'll just let you explain. Talk away and don't talk a lot of shame. I have uh, obviously been on kickback this weekend trying to find some uh, ridiculousness. And that, of course, is absolutely full of it, but it is a different kind of ridiculousness at the moment. It is incredibly depressing on there. There is a, there is a one, there's a, I think it's seven or eight <clears throat> page thread that just says, thank you, Mr. Nielsen. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> it's like he's died. There is folk on there telling, telling everyone about how emotional they are. About how it's come to an end and things like that, and I just couldn't, I I just can't uh, do it at the moment. Um, and there's then, of course, there's other people just saying "fuck you, Mister Nielsen," which is causing quite a lot of uh, arguments at the moment, and it's uh, it's just a bit of a uh, bin fire. So reminds me very much of the time that um, the Queen died during the game, <laughs> and uh, folk were. <laughs> booing and whatever and some guy just stood up and just went you can't fucking boo a dead woman <laughs> it's almost like you can't, you can't speak bad on now that he's been fired uh, there was actually quite a debate kicking off about uh, whether he was a legend or not no. oh fuck off man <laughs> burn it all just no. end you, it you never won anything as a manager you did win a Scottish Cup as a player does that make you a legend Oh, he's got well, two two championships. There was a, but that just shows you that's the that's the epitome of his achievements: Scottish Cup finals and a, a championship trophy. I think that's what they were saying. He was a Scottish Cup winner, so he's a legend. But does that make Ibrahim Tal a, a legend? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 it does. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, Miko. He's like, right. He's a yeah. legend. Elliot. Yeah. <laughs> Good old gangs, boy. Ox Gang's <laughs> legend, Callum Elliott. <laughs> but aye. Sorry, Harry. <laughs> no, so I, I would uh, avoid it like the plague at the moment. Uh... <laughs> to be honest, if we've got any sort of advice for you, just avoid it all the time. We'll tell you all the good stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, I can, I can only imagine what kickback is like at the moment. Um, fair play for, for even looking at it, Hammy. Um, it the did. Uh, the full website went down. On Saturday as well. At really? one point. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, Wow. I've got to say, it is times like that when I went after the submitting game, I did long kickback to read some stuff. You know, it takes like proper crisis for me to go on the kickback and take a wee Aye. When we were walking up the road after the game, Cameron was texting into Five Live. <laughs> texting in his support. Right. We should say Cameron is not here tonight because, uh, as you'll know, listener, he is very Nielsen in, and he is not a happy chappy at all. But he's gone. Uh, hard. He's he's even left our uh, our group chat. Insert insert the gif of Lemmy walking down the street screaming. (laughs) She's done the wings again. She's done the wings again. (laughs) So we'll see if Cameron's back between now and the end of the season, listener. We'll need to. Maybe send them some flowers. <laughs> Check around in a few days. Um, moving on to, to some news before we look ahead to, to Hibs this weekend, which is weird. Um, I just wanted to say about the math behind finishing third. So that the average total points for finishing third over the last three full seasons is 64 points. We're currently on 45 with seven games remaining. Just 21 points. So winning all seven remaining games would put us on 66, with the, the average third place being 64. So it just shows you how poor our run of form ended up being and how poor those around us have been as well, Aberdeen, Hibs, etc. So it's, it's going to be close. Like It's going to be, even with a good run here, realistically drawn here and there and losing against the old firm, um, it's going to come down to like three points or less to finish third. Like it's going to be tight, isn't it? Nielsen, I know it never, it never should have been uh, this tight. Um, but such <clears> is <throat> life. Uh, Was it? Yeah. We're twelve points ahead at the end of January. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, <laughs> four full losses and Aberdeen wins to flip that. Crazy. He's like a 
one of these roasters that wins the lottery and like pisses it all over within a month. <laughs> no, it's just, uh, it's just like that. <laughs> um, on the day of recording here, Tynecastle Park is 137 years old. Happy birthday, Tynecastle Happy Park. birthday, aye. Happy Jesus birthday. Christ, it's good to see that builders used to work on bank holidays back then, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I was just, uh, I was just realised that um, the club will be 150 year old next year. Oh, it's a big season. Oh, if we had Europe for that, that would be good, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no pressure, Stephen Aysmith. <laughs> um, just the final thing: Michael Smith hit his 200th appearance for Hearts in all competitions. It'll be there against his last appearance as well. <laughs> Potentially, <laughs> even Aesmith might come on it right wing back. A man who joined, if I'm not mistaken, in his early thirties. No, was late twenties. Yeah, he's accrued some amount of games, and okay. maybe the the last thirty. Maybe I've been <laughs> thirty too many, yeah. but he's the best right back at the club still, which doesn't speak <laughs> much for the club. I know. Hearts really have run the tread on that tyre. <laughs> <laughs> hoping uh, hoping Tincastle doesn't get pulled over by the police. I've right, seen, <laughs> seen that conversation, eh? Like, we're planning going into this, this season. Any issues at right back? No, I've got Michael Smith. He's still... Michael Smith's 35. Michael Smith's <laughs> fucking 35! <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Like, he's, he's went from being, like, a fresh-faced boy in his 20s to like a full kid of grey hair and grey beard playing <laughs> it right back yeah to be fair Tom he's done well for us and he has had to, to live through was he was it Cathro that signed him no Levine so he's had to go through Levine and Robbie Nielsen Stendhal Stendhal played him as a centre mid box the box <laughs> oh unbelievable he was like, Daniel Stendhal said to the media that Michael Smith was the best ball-playing footballer at the club. But so he probably who, who was the other sentiments? Loic Demur. Fucking hell. Sometimes you do think Stendhal was the fucking daft, was it? Aye. <laughs> um, aye. And Robbie Nielsen, remember his testimonial? That was for 200 games. He had exactly 200 games, but I think they were... 200 league appearances. So to think that like, it feels like Robbie Nielsen was at right back for Hearts through like our entire teenage years. I mean, he was. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's like for the younger generation, there, Robbie Nielsen is Michael Smith. <laughs> you know what I mean? Timing that, eh? Crazy. Um, that was all the news. Obviously, the main bit of news was the fact that Robbie Nielsen fucked it. Um, <laughs> So Which wasn't ahead. actually news. It's been fucking no. up for ages. That's very true. Um, so moving ahead and looking ahead to Hibs this weekend. Um, Hibs haven't beaten us at Easter Road since 2018 when Danny Amawanka came on for Lewis Moore. Yes, it was that hard squad. Um, wow. since, since then, we've had four wins and three draws in Leaf. And we've done very well at Tencastle most of the time as well. We all know what it's like going into the derbies. But I'm I'm excited and I'm feeling pretty optimistic now that Nielsen has gone. So I was moment. I was planning other things for the Saturday. Um a bit tea time last Saturday. So yeah. <laughs> I am I'm optimistic. I'm looking forward to watching it now. Who's um, gonna buy a second car? <laughs> I was gonna, there's there's many things I hate in life, and buying a car is one of them. And I chose to do that rather than go to the Hearts game on Saturday. <laughs> uh, and I was gonna go out and pretty much bankrupt myself to buy another one this Saturday. But thankfully, <laughs> I don't need to do that now. Just keep buying loads of cars, like you've won the lottery. Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to it, and I'm uh, straight weirdly optimistic because, you know. It's Stephen Aysmith's first game managing Hearts. Harry Stone and goals. <laughs> <laughs> Plays the full cool. B team. <laughs> oh, fuck. Lewis Nielsen starting at centre-back. Cool up front. Shanklin just dropped. Fucking great. Let's go. 
Right, that's all I wanted to say on the look ahead. We all know. We all know where we're at. Um, so, Hammy, you've got... Did Cameron send you the Excel sheet for buy or sell, or was he too angry? He, no, he has uh, He has sent me it. I've, um, as always, I've just opened it up now to have a look at it and uh, see last week's scores. And Wow. Um, so, last week... Last week, well, last Saturday, St. Marin, the first one we had... Hearts to win. Jarvie, Cameron, Twitter, and Instagram all bought that. You all thought Hearts were going to win. Positive no. bastards. Yeah. <laughs> Hearts over 1.5 goals. Uh, Jarvie, you bought that. Cameron bought that. Twitter and Instagram also bought that. Again, positive bastards. Us negative ones get a point for that. A red card. Now, I bought it, and so did Cameron. I just bought it because everyone else sold it. So that worked out in my favour. Uh, Devlin to return to the starting lineup. I think everyone, so Cameron, Twitter, and Instagram bought that. Everyone else sold it. So mixed bag. So Simon, Paddy, Cameron got two points. Twitter, Instagram got one. Jarvie, you got none. And I got three. <laughs> <All right. clears throat> Hashtag Jarvie out. <laughs> um, so the running totals are Paddy on 54. Uh, no, sorry, Jarvie on 49. Wow, at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy on 54. Uh, myself on 57. Cameron on 59. Instagram 61. Simon on 64. And Twitter on 66. So it's tight up the top, but the rest of us are all lagging behind sadly so the big one Easter Road so a confident uh, Cameron as pair the first choice is Hearts to win bye bye I'm bye yes buys across the board love to see it um now, the next one, he says, Hibs to drop out of the top six. So, Livy are one point behind in seventh, and they play St. Johnston at home. I'm going to buy that one. Sell. Say, that. <clears throat> Say that again, sorry. So, Hibs to drop out of the top six. So, behind them in seventh place, Livy, they're one point behind, and they Livy are playing St. Johnston at home. St. Johnston are ninth in the league. I'll sell it. Love it or shite. <laughs> sell. Simon, did you sell as well? Yeah. I think I'll sell that as well. Oh, I'm on Livy. Come on. Then we didn't get mm. another derby for the top six, so. Mm. Mm. Need to think about that. Cameron, you're buying it with me. Good on you, lad. Uh, next one, I think it's quite a good one. Humphreys to start. Sell. <clears throat> It's a, a good question. We'll sell Big it. man up front. I'm going to buy that as well. I sell that as well. So I'm currently buying everything. Optimistic as fuck. And so it's <laughs> Well done. I think big man up front could um, could do go well against Hibs defence. But we'll see. Mm. Could, like I say, it could be cool. Uh, hearts to have more cards than Hibs. So last time Hearts had three yellows and Shankland... <clears throat> and a Shanklin red to have two yellows. Bye. 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 I'm also going to buy because if I know anything about Stephen Nathan, yes. I'm going to be a bastard. So. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Right. So everyone buys the last one that we're going to have more cars than Hibs. Good. Should be a good game then. Bye. Looking forward to it. Um, good. Well, thank you, boys. <clears throat> I feel like Nielsen's leave, Nielsen's departures gave a new lease of life to the podcast. I think this is the most positive one we've had because when we started, <laughs> we were getting relegated and in legal troubles, and then Nielsen <laughs> got made manager. Mm-hmm. No, there's just been a dark cloud over this podcast <laughs> from the start. Are we just going to be called Heart? <laughs> Mendy Tarts podcast. Uh, yeah. Has uh, Scott Brown been linked with the Hearts job? Oh, oh excellent hell, he's, <laughs> right. he's actually done quite a good job at Fleetwood, hasn't he? Aye, that that would be 
A bold move. <laughs> <laughs> a bold move, yeah. Imagine Scott Brown with Naismith as his assistant manager. Unbelievable. <laughs> I want it. I, I can't wait to the conference league final. <laughs> yeah. Good sport. Thank you, boys. I'm uh, excited for the weekend and uh, excited for what the weeks ahead bring now. But it has to start off well, doesn't it? We have to actually go and do well at least a road here. Or it's fucked before it starts. Um, but yeah, if you want to play along with Buy or Sell, uh, you can do so on Twitter and Instagram at hearts underscore podcast. Um, and if you like what you hear, it's going it's to only get better now that he's gone. So leave us a nice star rating on whatever you're listening on um, if you do enjoy yourself. Uh, so I until next time, come on the hearts. We'll see you again soon. Uh-huh.